This is the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. With Farm Bureau Health Plans, you'll get lower deductibles and premiums and less hassles. Visit FBHP.com. From Mobile, Alabama and the 2023 Reese's Senior Bowl, Dave McGinnis is here, Rhett Bryant is here, and I am Mike Keith. We do like to say Reese's because they hand out a lot of candy here. Yes, they do. And I'm very for that. Well, I mean, since Reese's has become the sponsor – this thing has gotten exponentially better. It has. Yeah, it really has. But the thing is, if you're going to make us say a sponsor name, which they do, which I understand, give us candy. And they do. And they do. A lot. Of a it. lot of candy. <laughs> <laughs> one year I came back with one of those one-pound Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. Have you ever seen those? Well, I have, It's yes. crazy. <laughs> See? It's as big as a car tire. Ate the whole thing. All right. <laughs> so as we begin the Thursday OTP... We could call this, or we could title this, not just the OTP on the road. This could be the Mobile Mia Culpa. Because uh, I'm following with a Coach Mackism. He says, keep your powder dry. That is a famous Coach Mackism. And Coach Mack, what does that really mean? Just don't be ready, fire, aim. Ready, fire, aim. Don't, don't be, get ahead of don't yourself. Don't get ahead of yourself. And don't just, you know, make. Make a statement and make a decision when it's time to do it and when it's important. It comes from the old musket days when you had to have powder in your musket. If you didn't keep it dry, well, then when the enemy started coming and your powder was wet, you're done. Okay. Well, that's me. (laughs) Uh, Because when we were sitting here two days ago, we opened the OTP, and I said, okay, the Titans have pick 11. They have pick 42. They have pick 73. They do not have a four in the 2023 NFL draft because of the Julio Jones trade. And then the Titans have a five, a six, and a seven. And we don't know the exact numbers yet because the compensatory picks have not come out. And then all of the numbers will be set. Also, we mentioned that the Titans don't figure to have a compensatory pick based on the mathematical formula. And that's where we are right now. So I said to Rhett and Coach Mack as we opened, pick number 11 is probably not at the Reese's Senior Bowl. And you both said? Well, probably not. Probably not. Okay. Pretty pretty firmly agreed with that statement. Mm-hmm. And then I said, pick 42 is probably not here. And both of you said? I think it might be. Might be. I was wrong. Mia culpa. Mia culpa. Because I think pick 42, after watching two days of practice, I think pick 42 may be here for the Titans. And and a lot of that is based on the fact that you have needs. We don't know what's going to happen with Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel and the current roster, which may create more needs. We don't know what's going to happen in free agency, which starts officially March the 15th, which may lessen some needs. So you look at and this is what I was doing. And this is where I didn't keep my powder dry. <laughs> I, I looked at I – di- I was doing my studying of the roster. Right, sure. I was Which reading you do a about, lot of. What, well, it's debatable. I, I was reading about the strengths of the, the senior bowl class. I was listening to Jim Nagy, and I thought, at pick 42, what's at the senior bowl in terms of the strengths doesn't match what the Titans may need 
in, in terms of selecting that early in the second round. I think I'm wrong. I think I think I was wrong. I think we have seen guys that they could logically pick here that would fit needs that we know right now. You know, that we that we know right now. And again, this is what? Groundhog Day. It's February second. A lot can change. So let's talk about some of the guys that I think I'm wrong about and see if you agree. Darius Rush, cornerback South Carolina. Absolutely, yes. Might be the best corner here this week. Here, here he might be. I've got a couple of corners that that, that I've got on my list now that 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 I liked after watching. Okay. Two practices. Caillou Blue Kelly from Stanford. Mm-hmm. I like that player. I like Riley Moss from Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Just from what he's done. Now I'm talking about just like him. I didn't right. say I want to make a franchise player. Right. <laughs> well, and that's what I'm saying too. And and, and in this discussion. Yeah, but but I mean there are a lot of hypotheticals. I bring that up to say this: I think Rush is better than both of these guys. Well, and you, Rush could go at forty-two. Sure, he might go higher. Well, that, that's right. I, but I'm saying that's but a, today but, Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah. But you look at okay, could the Titans take a corner at forty-two? Yes, sure. Because you need corners. Every single year, and, you know, Christian Fulton is going into year four. Caleb Farley is coming off another injury. That would be a pick that if they made it at 42, that would make a a ton of sense. Here's another one. Luke Musgrave, tight end, Oregon State. Yes. Yes. And a lot of that, a lot of that, and and I'm just saying this, sitting here on Groundhog Day, too. If he runs really well at the Combine – after his injury, after his second collegiate game this season, if he runs really well, might go higher than that. Oh, I think that's entirely possible. I'm saying that may be a value pick at 42. I, I, I agree with you right now. Yeah. Mike, you and I were sitting there yesterday looking at those Zebra um, analytics that they put on the scoreboard up there, and they had him clocked at over 18 miles an hour. I know. At 6'5". Over 250 pounds. Well, you interviewed him you know, down here, and, and you brought me over there just to introduce me to him, you know, because – and I told him this. I told, I, told, I told Luke this. You know, I interviewed his uncle for a coordinator's job when I was a head coach of the Cardinals. Didn't hire him. Luke said that's okay. He forgave you. <laughs> he did. Because <laughs> it had no effect on him at no, all. It, 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 He's it, about to be rich. He doesn't care. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even move my needle, you know, he said. No, but just – First of all, he seems like a really bright person. Yeah. And then physically, when you stand next to him, you go, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And then watching him in practice. Yes. Catch like a wide receiver. Yes. At that size. Yeah, I don't know if he's there at 42. But could the Titans use another athletic tight end? The answer is yes. Yeah, sure. All day long. I was going to get through the whole thing, but thank you. You're correct. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, this is a guy you could put with Chigakonkwo. He can he blocks. He can play every down. He's a former quarterback. Not surprising from his dad and his uncle's background. So he's a really smart guy. Um, I don't know that he's there at forty-two, but could you see that fitting a need on Groundhog Day <laughs> when we're doing the OTP for Mobile? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you're you're correct. I mean, he seems to be a complete package in terms of the things you're looking for. I mean, you. You, you interviewed him, so you hear the intelligence, you hear the personality in, in a small sample size, and then we saw him out there this week, and 
he definitely stood out. Um, and this is, you know, one of several names. Now, there's a lot of guys who aren't here this week. This is pretty good tight end class it's from the, what I can get. It's a tight end draft. It's a strong tight end. It's a strong tight end class altogether. Which is why he might get to you. That's correct. That's a hundred. That's another hundred percent correct. And as as we are here on Groundhog Day, you know, doing things ifs and buts, candy and nuts. If you pair him with Chigakonkwo, that's two separate different types of guys. Oh yeah. Two completely different types of guys, which means the versatility of a twelve personnel package with those two types of abilities is pretty fun to think about. Well, and the other part that you think about too is if you think about need and you think about value. If that player continues to pan out, if his medicals are good and he runs well and everything continues to pan out, he may be a guy that gets to you. And there may be other – Darius Rush for the, the corner from South Carolina may be a guy who gets to you, and there are probably several others, that you just say, I can't, we can't pass this guy up. He's too good a football player for what we want to do. And in today's NFL, I mean, you look at the final four weekend, the conference championships – Major league tight ends were a major part of what everybody was doing. Well, they're a major part of the NFL now. But I, I mean, but the the best teams that were still there. I mean, Kansas City. Well, you know, they San, have one, right? They have one, right? I mean, that was the. Not only do they have quarterbacks, at, but you know they. You look at what they don't have, and you say, "Oh, well, that's interesting." But you look at what they do have. I mean, George Kittle's there. You know, Dallas Goddard is is there. Uh, obviously. You know, Kelsey's there. I mean, it's – And Luke Musgrave was a guy coming into this week who had missed so many games his last year in college that he was far enough along rehabbing everything. He was ready to hit a gear to go in this week. And everything I read coming into this deal uh, here in Mobile, and he so far I think has done a lot of what he wanted to do. Well, I mean, some people would say he was crazy. He hurts a knee after week two. He's caught 11 passes for 169 yards and two touchdowns in the first two games of the year for Oregon State, and then he decides to come play in the Senior Bowl? Well, That's because he loves the game. Well, and it's also because he got some good advice. Right. He got some good advice because he needed to be seen, and he, needed, he didn't need to wait until the combine to be seen. Now – how much does he play in the game? How much? You know, all of that stuff. I mean, right. I've coached this thing, and I know there's a lot more that goes into it. But just on the surface, that idea to I need to show up because I haven't been seen for a while. Mm-hmm. It was important. Could an edge rusher that you have seen here in practice be a guy that could be somebody you couldn't pass up at 42? And listen, that's another position where the Titans are, are going to get Landry back, and that's a big deal. But at the same time, they need depth. It's an important part of what they do. Is there somebody here that might fit that? K- I, K.J. Seen- Henry from Clemson. Yeah. Okay. Will McDonald IV from Iowa State, mm-hmm, who just yeah. continues to talk about the zebra. I mean, he's, he's, he's on that thing, you know, pretty, pretty high up there. And then Derek Hall from Auburn. Just walking out of the hall right now that we're in. We'll bring him over. Let's put him on the OTP. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. He's moving quickly. I've got him at 20 miles per hour to get away from us. <laughs> I mean, got him a, on my stopwatch. Mike's so. Mike's stats and analytics. Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame. Absolutely. I've seen a couple here, maybe two, three, four, five, that you're saying, okay, that's you know, 
Maybe Keon White from Georgia Tech. Yeah, now Keon White Keon is Keon White's interesting. He's to me an interesting guy because he, if you, I mean, to me, you know, you, they've worked him inside and outside here. Right. Mm-hmm. When you look at that, they looked, they've worked him in because that guy now, and you talk about wanting somebody to be able to. Not, I don't mean to steal your thunder here, Rhett, and you go ahead, but you're right. If you want to talk about him, you're a hundred percent right about him. But the fact that they worked him inside and outside here, because that's what I've got written down right here, it tells you something. Well, let's see. What did he come in at? Let's tell the story, Rhett. I'm going to get you to tell his story mm-hmm. overall. But the first thing I want to do is I want to give you. He's nearly six five, two hundred eighty pounds, listed as a defensive lineman from Georgia Tech. Give me the 30-second story on Keon White. So he started out, first of all, he's offensive lineman uh, for a, a bit in high school, came to Old Dominion as a tight end, moved to defense, played three years at Old Dominion, then transferred to Georgia Tech, where in 2022 he had seven and a half quarterback sacks. I forget how many tackles, tackles for loss. I mean, he was a machine in this. So he had a different path, like a lot of guys coming, you know, into the NFL draft every spring. Seems like a bright young man, uh, interesting story, and a mammoth human being he on the defensive line. He looks like when I see him because he's that big in-between guy who can really move, he looks like a Pittsburgh Steeler. Well, he, because he could, play, he could play a stand-up, possibly. Yes. He could play a five-tech. And and with his quickness, right? I mean, I he did his his uh, you his might, get uh, off, as you would say, his looks get pretty off good on, on a sub package. That that might be your sub interior rusher to match up on a guard. You're always interested in guys in today's NFL who have sort of moved up positions. Mm-hmm. He was athletic enough to be a tight end. It was a tight end for a couple of years, and then moves to defense. They they ask him to move to defense. He's like, great, I'll move to defense and. And then he goes to Georgia Tech, and everything comes together in year five for him. And, I mean, his his upside continues to just sort of be there. I don't want to say he's like Trayvon Walker because that's not fair. Trayvon Walker was the number one pick in the draft. But the, the comparison is a big guy who can continue to get better. And that's what th- – this guy is intriguing. He could – you, you might not be able to pass him up at that spot. Well, the National Football League is about big people that can move. Yeah. And that's what he's morphing into. Offensive linemen that could go at 42. Everybody listening to the OTP, all of the OT people know that an offensive lineman, multiple offensive linemen, needs for the Titans. Coach Mack? Here's a guy, Osiris Torrance. Yeah. From Florida, offensive guard. Let me tell you somebody else that I've, I've watched, and they also cross-train. When, when they start cross-training people down here, mm-hmm. you know that's coming from scouts. Mm-hmm. That, that's what they want to see. Emil Echior from Alabama, they started cross-training him too. Okay, so and Playing center. Yes, and there's a, there's a, there's a big body right there. Uh, those two, for me, I, I tell you a guy I liked just watching him. I don't know if the 42 is there for him. But the offensive tackle from BYU, Blake Freeland. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's a, this is a good offensive line group down here. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking American or national team. It's just a good offensive line group. Don't know about 42, but John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota. That's my. That was going to be mine too. And and that that complicates this question. Listen, I'm going to say it again. Mia culpa. I was wrong. 
I think 42 could be here. I'm not sure it's one of the offensive linemen because it does fit into my original point that I think you're going to be able to get them in three, five, six, and seven for, for what you need. You might have to go higher to get a corner, higher to get a tight end if you really want to get one of the one of the most outstanding in the list. But John Michael Smith's from Minnesota, the center, he is Ben Jones. He's redheaded. He has freckles. <laughs> He's played six years. He has he, hands like a bear. He, he, but I was standing there talking with him, and, and obviously he's from up north, so he doesn't sound like Ben Jones. But, I mean, it's the same sort of package as a human being, as a football player, the size. You know, he's 6'3", 305, and that's basically what Ben is. He loves playing center because he loves running the game like Ben Jones does. I mean, he's – He's going to be a, a tremendous player in the NFL. I, I think he's a guy you see him. I'm not a scout, but he's the type of guy that you see, Coach, and you say he plays right away. Yeah, well, and, and look, centers, right. if you draft centers, they play a long time. Mm-hmm. They play a long – and here's the, here's the other thing that, that about him, and I know Rhett's dug on him. He got, he got some wrestling background to him, which is – and he was quick to tell me, because I went back and listened to the interview I did with him yesterday. I know you interviewed him as well. Yes. You're right about... Are you saying he, yours was better? No, okay, not at all. Fine. Yours was probably Whatever. better. It usually is. I mean, everybody's down on me on this show today. No. Okay. No. Uh, you're the one that's crying mea culpa. I didn't say anything <laughs> about mea culpa. But I listened to his cadence. I know what even mea though culpa the, means. I was an altar boy in the Catholic Church for all my life. And, yeah. You know, and still am. And I know what that means. So The mobile mea culpa. Mobile mea culpa. But I listened to his speech pattern, even though the dialect's different. He talks like Ben Jones. I know. I, the whole, I, I, the whole he made thing. made that point, and I'm like, you know what? He does. The, with his answers, which are answers, but not really. I mean, the whole thing is it's not about him. He has no interest in it, and he knows down here it has to be because he's a prospect. But he'd rather talk about his quarterback, the guards next to him, everybody playing with him, his coaches, his teammates, his family. And, and it's the same way Ben is. You know what's interesting is that both of you say that. Of course, both of you guys you know, know the players on the Titans roster better than anybody because you, 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 you spend time interviewing. You'd spend, but to know, just to pick that up, because that is Ben Jones. Yeah. And he is a selfless guy. And to pick that up, you know, through that, and most of your centers always in the league are. Well, you know if you need a comment about a teammate for a story, go to Ben Ben Jones. Jones. Yeah, Ben Jones will talk about Jeffrey Simmons. He'll talk about Ryan Tannehill. He'll talk about Derrick Henry. He'll talk about Kevin Byard. But ask Ben Jones about Ben Jones, you get nothing. Zero. Zero. Never will. Yeah. And that's the way this guy comes across. I, I really, yeah, my, John, yeah, John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota, but the you're, center. You're right. Thirty it, wrestling background, which a lot of those guys in that program are. Thirty six career starts at center. And I asked him. I said, you you must feel good that you kind of know where you're going to be, whereas a lot of these linemen are you going to be tasked with moving in different spots. And he was quick to tell me. He goes, now listen, I, I'm not getting complacent. I said, no, I'm not saying you're getting complacent at all. He said, but I wouldn't mind working at guard either. But I right. said, but I said, you're a center. That's what you do. You know, Rhett, that's a good point you make because for all these offensive linemen who are being shifted around, 
And Echior from Alabama, who's 6'2", 307. Is being asked to work at center this week. Is being asked to work at center. Nick Saban asked that he be worked right. at center. His college coach said, hey, if you want to see what he can really do, work him at center. And you can see him. I mean, he's just one of those typical Alabama linemen. I was going to ask you, Rhett, as yesterday was interview day, um, players that impressed you that you met. Okay, first of all, one of the best personalities in the room out of the American and the national team is McClendon Curtis from Chattanooga. He is just – he told me, he said, I'm a people guy. He said, I love people. I love talking to people. And it was just frank about the whole process and, and how much he's enjoying everything. And, uh, you know, we talked about his teammate Cole Strange, who ended up being a first-round pick of the, the – New England Patriots last year and how that is important for him to have a sounding board and a pipeline to help guide him through this process to avoid pitfalls and to give him tips on, you know, what he needs to do going forward. Uh, just a, a magnetic personality and a just a giant of a guy. He is a huge, huge guy. 6'6", 328, 6'5", 328, something yeah, like that? Yeah, 6'6", 328. He's a guard, isn't he, Coach? I think I, I think so maybe and and we're talking about a down the line guy because you know everybody's going to want to make well and, and and it's rightfully so because for Chattanooga to put out two guys back to back like that in the offensive line that are getting interest in you know one of them drafted in the first round and then and then this guy well the the first first thing he mentioned when I talked about Cole Strange he said it was before him he said Corey, Corey Levin. Levin Corey he Levin. mentioned Corey Levin he right sure off did. the top but he also talked about his demeanor. And the thing, you know, you, we all want nasty offensive linemen. He was a nose tackle at one point. In high, he said, I love playing on the defensive line. So I know he's got that mean streak in him. But he said, I got plenty of work to do. But he said, I'm really enjoying the moment and just taking one step at a time. It's a guy that you, that, that if you do get him, you would, you will, you want to, you want to develop him. Because he's not as far along as Cole Strange was. No, at and all. that's going to be the you know the, so the story. The media grabs all the different sure. stories, mm-hmm. and so it's like, oh, Cole Strange was here, and he was a first round pick, and he did a nice job for the Patriots. So McClendon Curtis is the next Cole Strange. They're like, drawing line A to line B, right? To yeah, point B. And I yeah. get it, but that's not true. No, it's not. He's probably a day three. Probably, a day but day. that's also why I bring him up because he could be here for the Titans in day three. Well, that's exactly right, and he may be a good pick that ends up playing ball for you because he's got these this skill set, but he's not as refined as Cole Strange was. I mean, he's just not as far, and that's okay. No, I mean, sure, it's okay. I mean, it, it's a, but uh, keep going on the interviews because those that that first of all, you both of y'all impressed me. That's a lot of work. You well, guys worked. You, I mean, that, that was work. As many in as your you words, got, that was a county fair, man. We were moving. You were moving <laughs> in that thing and got a lot of great content. But that's important to be able to, to – because you know these guys' personalities. I didn't – you know, I talked to the frogs. The, the, the <laughs> <laughs> But you guys got to know these guys a little bit. i tell you who else is that I liked. He's very uh, nice to talk to but is an alpha mentality. And that is Tajay Spears, the running back from Tulane. He is going to make somebody a nice running back in the National Football League. Rhett, you have had a crush on this guy since we got out of the car. And I know that sitting at the Titans draft table. I'm pounding my fist on the table. Well, for you Tajay are. Spears. But when he's chosen, 
you're going to be – you will be a fan of that team where he's chosen. because Unless they're in the AFC South and then that's Well, I happen. understand that. But we always pick – we always pick guys sure. that we kind of look and see. And this guy's been standing out at practice. Oh, very much so. Five, nine and a half, two hundred four 204 pounds, incredible speed. I think everybody was kind of glad to see 204. Uh, that was something because he had been listed at 195 95, coming right. in. And so, so he – I mean, he made a move yesterday and took one to the house. Uh, the backs had good days yesterday. Kenny McIntosh from mm-hmm. Georgia. Came back from yeah. being injured. Eric Gray from Oklahoma. Another good day for him. Yeah, and he was one of the guys that impressed me in interviews. Um, really well-thought-out kid. He understands what he's going into in this process. And, you know, it was kind of interesting in discussing his career with him, the DeMarco Murray factor because DeMarco Murray is his position coach at Oklahoma, that was that was a big thing. DeMarco was well known to be an every facet back, to be good at everything. And that's what Eric knows he has to learn because he's 5'9 and he's 210. And so he doesn't I – mean, and the woods are full of those guys now. Sure. That's what's coming out of college, 5'9, 200 to 210. Sure. It the, is. The Derrick Henrys are not coming out at this point. Rhett and I sat and watched him repeatedly go through, and he took a lot of reps at pass protection because that's something that he's going to have to, you know, but you could, you could tell the number of reps that he was taking that he wanted to get in there and at least start working on that. He's one of the guys that impressed me in interviews. Keon White, we mentioned earlier, defensive lineman, Georgia Tech. Luke Musgrave, tight end, Oregon State on that list. Uh, Carl Brooks, defensive lineman, Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Yeah, and he talked about how his guy's Jeffrey Simmons, so he immediately became a favorite. Maybe he was. <laughs> maybe it was because we had the the flame, the Titans fireball on the mic flags as he was holding the microphone. Maybe he's just that smart. If he is, he deserves credit anyway. Absolutely. If he is, that's a plus. Yeah. Uh, the other one that really I like a lot is Tyler Steen. Tyler Steen is an offensive lineman, originally from Louisiana. Played at Vanderbilt, played very well for Vanderbilt, transferred to Alabama, played left tackle for Alabama. Yesterday he was working at left guard. Uh, He wants to be a left tackle, but, uh, you know, son of a Marine, big, nasty, no-nonsense dude, kind of feels like that John Michael Smith's thing that he's grown up enough he's going to come in and help you pretty quickly. Yeah, and if you wanted to play guard, he'll play guard. He'll play guard. Yes, and so all of that. But all of that comes from those in-depth interviews that you guys do because you can't get that watching tape. Right. You don't get that watching tape, and you don't get that watching practice. Well, he blows you away. See, I, I mean, he, he blows you away with the mindset. He's already a professional, and I, and I said to him, I said, uh, if you grow up with a dad who's a Marine, then Nick Saban can't show you anything. He goes, nope, love, <laughs> love Coach Saban, but uh, what, I, what I saw at home and what I experienced, right, you know, right. I mean, he's, he's, he's grown up enough that he's going to handle pro ball just fine. Well, see, and just what y'all are, are mentioning, just for our listeners, that's why the interviews are so important for the coaches and scouts down here because you tried to get to know the person and you've got a whole other round of them. And what you can do down here is you can interview some guys – so that your limited finite numbers of guys that you have at the combine that you have to turn in early to get a schedule to interview, then you can tick off some 
I mean, you can you can click off some guys that you really wanted to interview, and those things are really valuable. He, the point he just made, I'm just immediately reminded of Rand Carthon's introductory presser from a couple of weeks ago. And what's the one thing he said in there? He said, I have a pretty good baseline on this Titans roster. He said, I've seen the film. He said, I don't know the people I don't know the on people. the film. Yep. I need to get to know the people on the film. And then the other guy who – who impressed me, and this, no surprise, Hendon Hooker. Oh. Uh, we have an interview up. We have the interview up that I did with Hendon Hooker right now at TennesseeTitans.com. And all of our interviews are there and are going to be there. So if you go to TennesseeTitans.com, they've got everything from Mobile, including the OTPs. Hendon Hooker won again yesterday. I would completely, first of all, encourage everybody to listen to all of those because, I mean, it, it, it's valuable information if you care about the draft. Hendon Hooker probably did more for himself than anybody down here, and that's with a brace on his leg. Because, and you know, Jim Nagy sat here the first day, you know, when, when the, the interview that we had with him and said, because they normally don't let injured players come down here. Correct. But because of what he sat here and told us that is on the, that is on the OTP, is that he's a quarterback, but he's also a special person. And you know he got to sit in front of some brass of some teams. Most and Im- of them. And impress. I was, I like was so impressed. we've been impressed. Did you hear who his first interview was with? I heard it was with the, the Tennessee Titans. Titans. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> oh. and, and, and to me, just – first of all, I'd never seen him in person. That's a big, good-looking athlete. He absolutely <laughs> looks big, the part. Big, good-looking athlete. Yep. And then visiting with him, I was visiting – I had a chance to visit with him when he was down there, you know, w- when he was doing the uh, the morning show with Ramon and Kayla. And For Will. 104.5, our flagship station. Yes. And this, I mean, this guy is just so impressive. Yeah. And you can ar- you can see why. He, he's 25. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's he's a, a grown, man. He's yeah. a grown man talking to you, and he's, he's so clear as to what, he wants to do and what this is, but I mean he's he's really bright, and he's his I mean, this guy I can see why guys would gravitate to him in the huddle and the locker room. All right, introducing the new Duncan Rewards program. Download the app to join today and start saving and stacking your way to free Duncan you love. Duncan Rewards, save them, stack them, use them how you want. America runs on Duncan. Terms apply. Rep Brian. You can't see it because the, the OTP is not a visual medium at this time. But uh, Rep. Brian's showing me. I'm his building Duncan points. Out. He has 265 points, which I will pay forward to you guys at some oh, point. And Amy that. Wells. Of you course. already took care of us so on the nice. way down here when we loaded up the the car after I went to the wrong house in Mike's neighborhood. That That's guy, okay. That guy was surprised. And I went to. Uh, you loaded us up with Duncan on the way down here, Rhett. Thank you. We are appreciative of that. Uh, as we wrap up this edition of the OTP, tomorrow's OTP, Stefania Bell. Wow. ESPN injury analyst with a – I mean, it's fantastic. Stefania Bell. You'll also hear interviews from Rhett Bryan. Uh, Tajay Spears is going to be one of them, the running back from Tulane. Yep. That'll be outstanding. You're going to play the McClendon Curtis, too. You're going to get to know this guy. He he's just has a magnetic personality. I can't say it enough. He does have a magnetic personality. He is a, uh, a fun guy from Chattanooga Central. That's right. 
Chattanooga Central. Yes, it was fun to talk to him. So all of that, we are hopeful that you will join for that uh, because we'll have one more. And also want to remind you of something here on Groundhog Day. That means we're 12 days short of what, Rhett? Valentine's Day. So attention all OT people. Valentine's Day is 12 days away. The Tennessee Titans official wine club has a special offer for you. Get an additional 10% on all Valentine's Day gifts on foolishclub.com by using code FEB14. Surprise your significant other with one of our premium wine gift sets and make Valentine's Day a memorable one. Head to foolishclub.com now and start shopping again. Use code FEB14 to save 10%. Another OTP to come. We hope you'll join us tomorrow for that. Again, for all of our video content, go to TennesseeTitans.com, the team's official website. We've got it all up there. The Hendon Hooker interview is up, and we've got a lot more coming over the next few days. If you missed our interviews from earlier this week, they're up there too. We'll keep the gallery up, and we'll be adding more interviews even after we leave Mobile. For Coach Dave McGinnis and Rhett Bryan, Mike Keith, thanks you for listening to the OTP. Bye.